a living life that is Love uh, Talk broken. Radio. Jump, yeah, be careful jumping in new relationships. That's actually what today is about uh, because the word woven actually stands for women of virtue elevated namesake. Um, and that's what he does. He does woman slash men of virtue, right? Uh, eliminate now. Can I change it? I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it and make it work for us. Women, men of virtue, eliminate now. Somebody said that. Eliminate now. Women and men, women and men of virtue, eliminate now. Eliminate now. And, and here's the idea when we talk about being woven. Relationships um, are not things you staple together. Yes, they're not saying you say. You guys there, Thomas Law? Yes, we're here. Okay, all right. Uh, relationships are not something you staple together. Relationships are not something you glue together. Uh, and contrary to popular belief, relationships are not something that are magnetic. It's not two things thick. But instead, we want to look at relationships as being woven together, right? Woven. Uh, things that are woven, baskets. You know, we we baskets, they are woven together. It takes time. There's an intertwining. There's an in and the out, in and the out. Um, people who knit, right, uh, that do uh, these great and beautiful blankets or sweaters, uh, when, when things are woven together, uh, it is meticulously done, and there's an in and out process. Look, the same is true with relationships. Uh, that, that you want to you move in a relationship slowly and securely, which makes it safe, right? Slow, mm-hmm. secure, and safe. Uh, there, unfortunately, there's a lot of deception out there, and we're not trying to send you into a relationship or have you looking at relationships, uh, you know, negatively from the start. But at the same time, one, uh, you, you want to know your value. You want to know uh, that because of who you are and what God has in you, that you don't want to, as Bible says, cast your pearls before swine, right? Uh, you want to make sure that, that you are valued, and you can only do that if you, you know, take adequate time in developing relationships. And let me be clear. I think we're talking marriage because marriage matters. Uh, we're talking dating, but then we're talking just relationships, period. If you don't want to just jump into one uh, and give everything into it without first at least acknowledging what is true. Look, when, you, when you're in relationships and you start ignoring uh, the hurt, you ignore the pain, you ignore the things that really are clues that this may not be the best relationship for you, it's almost like driving down the street ignoring all of the stop signs and the red light. Look, you might get through a few without running into something. You might slide through a couple of lights without collision, but eventually, you know, there inevitably will be some disaster. So don't run through a relationship ignoring the signs and not yielding and moving quick without uh, without at least paying attention to what you see. And the scripture again today is uh, it's the same thing yesterday, Proverbs 18 and 22. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and favor with the Lord. Again, the, the key there is in, is in the finding uh, that there is a process that takes place. And today, uh, Ed Gray gives us what is a five-step process. And I like it. I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Again, with the same analogy of driving down the street, uh, you want to make sure that as you're driving down the street, you are you are also aware of the gears being shifted. So five gears, right? Five gears that are shifted in wholesome relationships. Again, these are relationships headed to marriage, relationships that are in dating, uh, relationships in ministry, relationships on your job. Uh, they they are they are this. Uh, I call Lady Kevin. Said, Sorry, did I miss something? I made a misquote. Uh, 
this up. Uh, the first gear is fellowship. Second gear, friendship. Third gear, companionship. I'm going to get to the last two, but let me kind of give those again as you type in. Uh, in order to say, but yeah, first gear is fellowship. Second gear is friendship. Third gear is companionship. Fourth gear is relationship. And then the fifth gear is kinship. Because, again, one of the things we talk about, even in our salvation, that there is this process that you don't just hear about Christ the first time and get saved. There, there is this uh, there is this uh, process. The first part of it is fellowship. Thank you so much, Stacey. Fellowship, friendship, companionship, relationship, and kinship. Here's pretty much how they go, uh, just kind of in synopsis. Uh, fellowship is you spend time together. Uh, you spend time together, and let me just kind of talk about uh, time together in person is different than time together online. You know, I think video does a great job in allowing us to have the appearance of fellowship, but it's not quite the same. Uh, that, that real relationships are, are forged in present fellowship. Now, no doubt, there, there definitely can be, uh, you know, some type of building, you know, via online, Facebook and Twitter, and even in the time we spend on these live broadcasts. But but you don't really find the authenticity of fellowship until it's been had in person. Things change where you can feel, right? You know, I think what the screen does is it creates for us this invisible barrier. We see the screen and the people behind it, but we don't feel. And there are feelings that come in fellowship, right? And, and so you want to have fellowship. Secondly, you want to have friendship. Now, friendship is not based on, you know, the longevity of fellowship. Friendship is based on the number of things we have in common and the number of things we dislike but we're still willing to put up with. That is important. That friendship is not based on how perfect a person is. It's not based on only what you like in a person. It's two parts. It's based on what you like, you know, what you have in common, but then also uh, what, what may be, uh, opposite or what you dislike, but you're willing to put up with. And you got to be honest up front. There's some things in people you just are not willing to put up with, and that's okay. You don't have to judge them. It doesn't make you better than them. There are just some differences. There are some discrepancies. There are some things that separate you from others, and that is fine. Be okay with that. What you don't want to do is ignore it and run through the stop sign, through the yellow yield sign, through the yellow light and or red light. You want to hold up when you need to. Thirdly is companionship. Now, when a person becomes a companion, uh, companions work, work this way. Uh, when, you, when you purchase items, no matter what you purchase, they always come with a companion instruction manual. This is how... This best benefits you. Uh, there are DVD workbooks and textbooks. The workbook and the DVD serves as a companion. It is there to help. All friends are not necessarily helpful, but in a relationship that has moved to this third gear of companionship, there should be some assistance. I help you. You help me. We help each other. It's a companion. C-O-M, it is like communication, working together. This is the place where you start to identify, you know, is this all about them or is this all about me? You don't want it either way. You don't want the relationship to be all about you helping them. That's okay, but at some point when they no longer need your help, the relationship will crash. Nor do you want it to be all about how much they do for you. 
Because at some point when they are unable to perform, when they are no longer helpful, you will drop them. Companionship requires some mutual partnership and or working together. Eric Brown said equal assistance, and you want to look for that. Fourth is that relationship. Now we figure out how we relate, right? After the companionship, uh, you now figure out, okay, now we're in a relationship. I know how he or she operates. I know they understand me. That's, that's how we talk about relationship. Take the ship off, and we just talk about relate. When we talk about relating, it is I now, because we've had fellowship, because we've had friendship, because we've had companionship, I know how this person moves. I know what pushes their buttons. I know the things they like. I know what they dislike. I know their tendencies. I know the type of things they say. You cannot figure that out in one day or in one encounter or in one group meeting. As a matter of fact, you know, one thing I highly recommend is that, particularly if you're talking about dating, is you do it through all four seasons, right, because people change with the weather, literally. But as the weather changes, you will discover that people often shift in how they act and what they do. So what relationship does is it brings you to a place where you really now have some sense of how to maneuver through life. And then finally, you get the kinship. Now we're family because families are better or worse, right? Now we are looking at marriage. Or now you brought them in as a brother or sister or, or, or play cousin, right? But that only takes place after you go through this process of weaving or being woven together. That I really want your relationship to be good. I want, if you consider marriage, you know, for you to consider it, uh, you know, with, you consider it with advice. Uh, if, you, if you're dating, that you do it not blindly. If you're looking at developing wholesome friendships and relationships around you, that you don't rush into it, don't make it like a magnet, don't stick it together like glue, don't staple it together, but take your time and weave together what will be a godly, beneficial relationship. It has got to be women and men of virtue that in some way uh, make sure that you eliminate now and look towards what will be greater later on. Father, thank you again for today, and I pray. I pray as we go into this Friday that you open our eyes to relationships. So we know that's not good for man to be alone. That's not a marriage statement, God. That is a relationship community statement. That means you have someone for all you have someone for us to grow with, not just in marriage, but in friendship and ministry. You have partners, God, that will help us be all you called us to be. Bless us by opening our eyes so that we can weed together in time that which you have already destined. For how can we walk together unless they agree? We ask this blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, you guys have a good day, great weekend, uh, and I am looking forward uh, to Sunday. Sunday is going to be a blessing. I'm not sure where you're going to worship, but I believe God shows up at his house on Sunday. So you show up to his house to meet him there. Be blessed. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much.